Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking Out. With Shades and Sketch. Welcome back. We're, uh, yeah. Where, where are we today, Sketch? Uh, Shades, today we have taken the GoCo and we are enjoying a very nice uh, Asian meal at the newly opened uh, Royal Dragon restaurant. The Royal Dragon, oh, is, uh, is, that, is that pork dumpling? This is shrimp. Would you like? I'm, I'm good. Okay. Um, I don't like shrimp either. I don't know how that ended up know. at the yeah. table. Uh, this is a, a beautiful, beautifully redesigned, rebuilt, grand opening of a Chinese restaurant in uh, downtown, downtown Manhattan. Manhattan. Downtown Manhattan. Yeah. Um, went through a bit of a kerfuffle yeah. recently, but glad to see it back on their feet and happy to support the... Yeah. the, the uh, yeah. We'll, have, a, the we'll have another order of pork. Please, pork, pork this pork. time. No more shrimp. Okay. That guy's got pork. That guy's That's, got pork. Okay. Get that must here. mean we're talking about Marvel's The Defenders. Netflix's Marvel's The Defenders. Defenders. Do we have a theme song? Do we? I think we do. Start spreading the news. <laughs> I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. Bow! New York. New York. <laughs> It's a more memorable song yeah. than the actual Defenders. Couldn't tell you what it is. Theme song, but you know, this whole universe is a love letter to New York in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, the Defenders. The Defenders, the the most recent in Netflix's uh, series of of uh, kind of more boots on the ground superheroes yes. the, from uh, the Marvel the street universe. Level, the street level uh, genre of hero. And we're going to be the antithesis of the Avengers. Absolutely, give, especially given the name. The Defenders versus the Avengers. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking, when we get to Rants and Rave, specifically about Defenders. Yes. But we'll use this episode to talk about the entire Netflix Marvel Netflix universe. Netflix Marvel universe, yes. All, all the shows, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. And maybe a little bit of Punisher. Well, it's not out yet. Sure, even he, though it's he, not out he yet. He shows up. Um, we can't just say the telev television Marvel universe because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Is... Also a television show, All, but also not a television on show, Also exists in the same world. Yes. But not part of this story. Yes. They will all reference the incident. Yes. Which is Marvel TV's way of talking about the Avengers and... The, the events first, of the first the Avengers, Avengers movie, movie. The attack on New York. Yeah, uh, which is kind of problematic because Marvel TV and Marvel Cinematic have kind of diverged and they were always intended to be kind of like back and forth. Mm. But... Too many... Too many, uh, too many cooks in the kitchen. That's the one. Yeah. I was going to say too many spoons in the soup. Not enough cooks in the kitchen here. More we'll pork get dumplings, the pork. please. Jeez. Man, so, what's a guy um, got to do to get some dumplings around here? What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with our history or do you want to start with the history? Let's start of... with the history of the Defenders. Okay, let's lay it on us. We got to go back to 1971. All the uh, way To the back. original Defenders team in the comics, which interestingly enough, just a fun fact, mm -hmm. none of the def uh, only Luke Cage and Iron Fist have actually ever been Defenders. Interesting. Yes, Jessica Jones and Daredevil. And have you're not, not just been. talking. You're not just talking <clears throat> the original Defenders team. You're talking. I'm talking they've about never ever they've been Defenders until, until this. the most recent, the new Defenders one, which is probably in, in come out post show. Right. Okay. 
to, to piggyback onto that. Yes, so this is the first time Daredevil and Jessica, Jessica Jones have been in the Defenders. So we gotta go back to 1971. Okay. Uh, the original team, Doctor Strange, mm. Uh, Namor, the Submariner, who's kind of Marvel's version We've of talked about Aquaman that character before. and the Hulk, were the original wow. Defenders team. And I don't see the Hulk defending anything. Yeah, well, the Hulk in the comics a was always a okay. little different than the okay. TV and, and movie genres. Um, and they were always branded as the non-team. Okay, they came together specifically for events in New York, and then they went their and then they went their own separate ways. And it was more of a way to feature their their B and C and D list characters. Okay. Um, the list of Marvel characters, uh, it, it's a rotating team. So just to, like with the Avengers, everybody's been an Avenger at one point or mm -hmm. on an Avenger team. Almost everyone's been a Defender at okay. some point, except Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Um, and I, the, the main team fleshed out in the 70s to be some kind of iteration of Doctor Strange, Namor, the Hulk, Nightbird, okay. Son of Satan. Is that the same person? Sil Nightbird, no. Son of Satan? No, different two characters. different people. Silver Surfer, who's usually Silver on the Surfer. team, and... Other... Other, yeah, I'm blanking on Non-memorable characters. Um, Patsy has been uh, a member of the Defenders at one point. Okay, you just in gestured to me. For long-term listeners, you didn't see Shade's gesture. He gave that, that classic, you know who I'm talking about, Patsy. I do not know what you're talking Jessica about. Jones, Patsy. Her her adoptive sister. Oh, she's a hero? Yeah, in the comics, she plays like a, a kind of like a Black Canary-esque oh. character in the, in the Marvel Universe. Okay. Um, and she's been a defender. So it's kind of like the, the C and D. It's a fun way to team up their C and D list characters. And, you know, Doctor Strange got to lead the team. Okay. Very cool. Who is like now being graduated to the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So, right. um... Uh, in, 2013, mm -hmm. uh, Netflix Marvel announced a five-season deal for four heroes, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. And the universe launched on April 10th, 2015 with Daredevil Season 1. Right. And we'll be adding a sixth show this year with Punisher. Is it this year? Yeah, I think it drops, or I'm sorry, 2018. Okay, so not far, from, not now, far from, from now. And especially depending on when this episode goes up. Sure. Maybe right around the corner. Maybe. I have very fond memories of Daredevil season one. Yeah, we um, binged. Yeah, usually we we this is the part of the show where we we go shades. What is your history? Right. Sketch. What is your history? But our history is intertwined on this one. Yes, um, because it dropped on. It just it, we didn't plan on it. No, we didn't. It we dropped. were hanging out that weekend. Yeah, it dropped on a Friday. I think you slept over Friday and Saturday. And, and I think it. you wound up staying through till Sunday so we could try and watch the whole thing. Yeah. And we and I couldn't. We we right. played the last two episodes together, but we you finished it, and I came home and I finished right. it immediately. Um, Daredevil season one was unbelievable, amazing, yeah. And it was right up there in the same vein, maybe not quite as uh, violent as Arrow season one. And we were like, "Wow, this is like Arrow season one, only better." Wait, did you say it's not as violent as Arrow season? Arrow one? season one isn't as violent. as Okay, this. I yeah. just wanted to make sure that was that was clear because because this is on Netflix. Oh yeah, uh, and it's it's pull. not on television. Oh my god, Daredevil season one. Um, oh. oh oh wait, before we get any further, did we already give spoilers? No, we didn't. Okay, before we go any further, spoilers for not only the the, the defenders but 
the entire Netflix universe of and, shows and superhero shows that in we'll, general. Yeah, we might compare it to. Um, because I'm just going to go right on the. You know what, long time listeners, you should know by now. Spoilers for anything that if we could possibly if geek out about. If it's in the title of the episode, folks, we're going to talk hey, about hey, it. Hey, you know, long time listeners, you know what? Snape kills Dumbledore. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, I can feel Spoiler! I can feel my inbox filling. I you know, actually it's your mailbox because you gave your address that one time. I'm still waiting for my sequest blueprint from one of our longtime listeners. Anyway, I was about to do a big spoiler. That's why I wanted to do the spoiler. Remember when the uh the guy uh that he's questioning in the alley uh jams his his own head onto the uh, rusty metal fence? That was the that first was like so... ultra violence that we got. Oh, really and sick. when we were like, oh, okay, that's what the show's Whoa. gonna be. But um Daredevil as a show, that first season, so well done. So, uh, I mean, so well done. I have been recommending it to friends of mine who are just looking for good television. Yep. And I, I recommend that season. And I, and they're like, isn't it a superhero show? And I'm like, put that out of your mind but, because yeah. it's just so good. It is. And it's really, it's not a superhero show in what you would think a superhero show is. Like, those people who have that idea in their mind of what, like, a superhero mm-hmm. show is. You know, they're they're thinking of, like, maybe an Arrow, maybe a Flash, maybe even older, maybe, like, an old-school Adam West Batman. They, they sure. think that's yeah. what can't be Bat, Batman. Right. Know, is that, that's what a that superhero show is. That is the furthest thing from this show. It is just so well-written. It's, they're, it's a show all about consequence and choice and sacrifice and... And good old Catholic guilt. Yeah. Absolutely. And blindness. It, sure. Differently abled, I believe, sure. is, the, is the political He, he is certainly differently he abled. He is very differently abled. Um, so let's go through, let's just do each series, just the, the basic of each, the plot of each series before we get to the Defenders. Daredevil, season one? Uh, let's sure. go chronologically in the order they released. So, so Daredevil season one was first. April of 2015, Daredevil season one, Matthew Murdoch is a kid from Hell's Kitchen whose dad is a boxer and uh, gets into trouble with the mob and through a series of events, uh, Jack loses his life. That's uh, his dad. Yeah. Uh, Matt loses his sight. Blinded. Blinded and uh, kind of bootstraps up and teaches himself to to be not helpless. And, and, but what, what does help him here is that not only is he blinded, but... Through this accident, his other senses are heightened. Are ultra heightened. Ultra heightened. Yes. So, um, and not in he the way that yeah, not in the way that the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie will give you like the blue world sonar. Right. That is that is not actually he does not. Let's be very clear. He doesn't have sight. No, he cannot his see. Other senses are heightened. Yeah, his other senses aren't letting him see right. through his other senses. They are just it's not a he's sonar adapted world. in a way that his hearing is incredibly fine-tuned and um, smell and smell, touch. They, yeah, absolutely. You can feel um, vibrations through walls. Yeah, and these things aren't they're not painting him a picture right. in his mind. He's just learned to interpret these sensations. Right. He's building a composite um, in his imagination, basically. Which is really hard to describe right. because the sighted, right. like us. Can't really. It's how we yeah. think. We we think right. in in visuals, and and um, and he just doesn't. And so, uh, through kind of his gift and right. and his his day job of being a lawyer, yes, uh, or he, defense attorney, he comes to the attention of Stick, mm-hmm. who is a similar, uh, 
individual, a uh, sight, sight impaired individual who mm has -hmm. honed his abilities into this fighting machine. Mm -hmm. He is a member, we come to find out, in the Defenders of the Chaste, which is the Iron Fist's army. Yeah, because to be fair, we don't know that Yeah, part we don't yet. know any of that. And, uh, you know, so Matt's uh, abilities and uh, resilience has brought his attention to Stick. Yeah. Stick kind of trains him under his Who ferries well. him away and trains him and turns him into the fighter that we meet in the first season of Daredevil. Yep. Yeah, so he's had some very specialized training with the intention of becoming part of the chaste. But he kind of... He leaves all, he's he like, leaves yeah, all that. He's we'll not find, into we'll that. We'll find out why later. Yeah. Uh, but he's really just fulfilling a normal life in New York with his best friend. Foggy Nelson. And uh, they... Uh, portrayed by... Um, I don't know actors. I don't know his name, oh, but okay. he was Fulton Reed in Mighty Ducks. There you go. Yeah. What a nice little connection for you. But uh, and they have and a, a little geek out. They have their own little law firm, Nelson and Murdoch, Avocados at Law. Yes, and uh, you know through through that they they help the the most uh, deserving or who they deem the most deserving, yeah. they, the, the the most destitute. Yeah. Because of Matt's abilities, he can tell when someone's lying. Right. So they only take clients that Matt knows are innocent. Mm -hmm. And and through this, he he kind of finds people who he knows he can help, not necessarily as their attorney. But as the daredevil. But as the daredevil. Or the, or or, or the his, devils of hell, the yes, devil of hell's his kitchen. vigilante yes. persona. And through his adventures, he kind of uh, comes at odds with a, shall we say, a kingpin. Yes, we shall. The, the New York City underground. Although nobody actually calls him that in this, except um, Ben Urich, who's working on the story. Right. He never calls himself the kingpin. And what I like a lot about Daredevil season one, especially because it starts off this whole world, is it's, that... It's very grounded. It's very grounded. It's very realistic. This is a New York that has very recently been under alien attack. Yes. Okay. Which... And much like New York. Sounds weird for me to say that right after saying it's so realistic. Just another day in New York. And the bad guys of season one are in so much power, they have so much control, and they're destroying so many people's lives because of the chaos that was left over in yes. the wake of the incident. Yes. They're the, they're basically in charge of the building development yeah. of Hell's Kitchen. Which is very New York. And and through all this, they're really screwing people over. Yep. And that's how Matt, that's how they get, they get Matt's, Matt's attention, yeah. and then Matt becomes, Daredevil becomes enough of pain on their side that they he becomes part of their attention, right. and, and we have some fantastic fight scenes. Well, I think um, the best choreographed fight scene I've ever seen. Are you talking about that corridor? Film, the corridor. I would, I would not argue with you. I, I mean, wow. If you want to watch Daredevil, I would first, but you're un, you're unsure if you want to invest yeah. that kind of time. YouTube Daredevil season one corridor fight. Yeah. And I bet you'll find just that scene and it will grab you. Yeah. It, it will convince you to watch Daredevil season one. Okay. But moving on moving from Daredevil on. season one. Next chronologically is Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Okay. Do you want to take this one? Uh, sure. Although I, I don't have a lot of backstory. Well, Jessica I'll Jones. jump in. Jessica Jones is a, is a woman, New Yorker. She's a private eye. Yes. Private investigator. And uh, we come to find out very quickly that she is uh, superpowered. Yes. Okay. Uh, she has Super superhuman strength. strength. And she can jump really high. And she can really hold her alcohol. Yes. Because she is an alcoholic. She is. And um, 
we discover throughout her her series that she had had a run-in with a specific uh, daddy, a specific villain, the name of Kilgrave. The Purple Man. Portrayed by David Tennant. So I am already... I know. Wildly on board. And just and imagine, if, you're, if you haven't seen it, just imagine a, a, just a truly evil version of the Tenth Doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the Tenth Doctor just doing all the wrong things. Yeah. Uh, Kilgrave is a man who doesn't... I wouldn't say he has mind control, but he has... Power of suggestibility. Exactly. He has the... He the can ins- ultimate power of he persuasion. He can enslave people to his will in the same way that Poison Ivy can. Sure, just without pheromone, just yeah. the sound of his voice. Just the sound of his voice. Um, if he says kill yourself, you kill yourself. You don't think yep. about it, you don't do anything. Jump you, off the building. You find the quickest way to do that, and you do it. Yep. If he says pay for this taxi ride for me, you do it. Yep. I mean, it's it's really terrifying it really is. when you think about it. Yep. And um, Jessica Jones's series uh, kind of hinges around the fact that she had had a run-in with this man years ago and she attracted his attention correct by performing feats of vigilantism and extra, you know extraordinary and abilities. so he, and was he was able enamored to with her have her under his spell yes, stalked her found her and pulled her under his yes way. and and he was and she was able eventually to break free yes and that only made it that much more alluring to right. Kilgrave. um and so it's this very who is infatuated with her psychological right. uh, thriller, really. The yeah. series, the Jessica Jones theory. Jessica series. Jones is the one thing in the world he can't have. Yep. And thus, he wants her even more. And Jessica Jones feels as if she is the only person in the world who can stop him. Right. Uh, and it is, and I, I, I honestly do not want to give much away about this series because I highly recommend people yes. watching Jessica Jones. Because of the twists and the turns and and the psychology of this yeah. is I think there's a fantastic. more com- even compelling part of the story that's not part of the series, but if you take her backstory from the comics and add to that, I'll try not to give too much away. She was a like a, a low level Avenger mm-hmm. by the name of Jewel. Okay. Um, in and you know costume and everything, and she went missing for nine months mm-hmm. and nobody noticed. Not a single Avenger. Like, so Kilgrave saw her and found her and basically turned her into his, you know, his puppet Mm -hmm. until she was able to break away and put her life back together. And that's kind of where, where obviously, in in the TV world, she's not an Avenger. Right. But, like, if you think about that. But it is implied that she has tried the old hero. She tried to be a hero. She had a costume. Completely gave up on it. Yes. Because all it did was bring her pain and misery. Of Kilgrave, yeah. yes, and and so so she is broken in every way, shape, and form. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about more Jessica Jones later, especially yeah. when we get the defenders, because I do have things to say about Jessica Jones. Also, in Jessica Jones, though, we get uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, he gets introduced in her standalone Power series. Man, but then Luke Cage becomes the next series to come yes. out. Correct, the next series. Yep. Okay. Do you want to go into Luke Cage? Sure. So Luke Cage um, is an ex-army vet, ex-police officer. Son of a preacher, too. Son of a preacher man who, through a series of bad luck and happenstance, winds up on the other side of the law in prison. And through a series of experimentation and uh, weird science is given abilities. 
He is uh, both super strong and has invulnerable skin. Basically, yes. everyone in the Disney Marvel cinematic universe mm -hmm. that has powers is a byproduct of trying to recreate the, Cap the Captain America. Oh, okay. Oh, the super, super, soldiers, super soldiers. Trying to get like that. Uh, everything is loosely tied to trying to recreate that. Just if we pause on Luke Luke's, Cage for a Luke's second. Luke's probably the closest that they've come. Can I ask, did we ever in the Jessica Jones series find out where her powers came from? No. Okay. We just, didn't. That's all I wanted to ask. Okay. I think we're led to believe that she's a, she's a mutant. So like she's she was, naturally gifted. She, yeah, her parents die in a... We got her, her backstory. Her parents died in a car crash and mm -hmm. she somehow survived. She was thrown from it, but they know... Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so back to Luke Cage. Um, he is Harlem's hero. He is. He is the hero of Harlem uh, in the comics, hero for hire. That you know, he does charge for his services, but he's you know very dedicated to uh, the Harlem community and kind of taking it back. And in his series, it's kind of like a political, social drama. And it the series is fantastic. It really takes all of the tropes of the 1970s black exploitation genres, like the Shafts, the Dolomite, sort of I don't know Foxy, the genre Foxy that well. Brown. Oh, okay. Um, I was <laughs> I said Foxy Brown and, and Siri with Siri. Siri was like, I guess we know what you call Siri at home. <laughs> That's like, so bizarre. Um, um, and takes it takes all of that and turns it on his head and really takes it back mm -hmm. and takes ownership of it, not in a way that you know um, white Hollywood is making money off of it, but um, really delving into the the history of Harlem and the cultural renaissance there. And you know what the residents of Harlem had to do to create a home for themselves in mm -hmm. New York City. Yeah, and it's very reminiscent. It's it's an echo of the the original Harlem Renaissance, and it's it's yeah, the story of so. the new yes. Harlem Renaissance. And I will be honest, what when this one dropped, I let it go. I I didn't watch it at first because I just thought. I thought it wasn't made for me. It didn't yeah. feel like I, it was going to be something I enjoyed. Sketch said, "I am a crazy racist, and I'm not going to enjoy this." That's what I said. Yep. I said, whoa, way too colorful for me. Yep. Uh, no, but I just thought, you know, this is, like you just said, it was it was hearkening back to that yeah. genre of, of entertainment and film. And I was like, well, not for me. But then I watched it because so great. you got to watch it. You got to watch and, it. So uh, great. Shocked because it is all those things that yeah. you just said. But doesn't mean in a way that it, yeah. anyone... Mm -hmm. It's just compelling storytelling. Mahershala Ali and um, Alfred Woodard are just. It oof. was wow. It was talk about gravitas. Amazing. Like it really, and maybe I have such a high opinion of it because I went into it with right. lower expectations. So I, I have friends who who say I don't think I would like that one, and I really urge them, and yeah. I urge you, longtime listener, if you haven't watched Luke Cage, I will walk go Luke Cage. as far to say it's probably this Marvel ser Netflix series that hits most consistently and fires on all cylinders. Okay. Daredevil's got some ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Jessica Jones has some back and forth, some growth, some regression. Luke, Luke Cage is, I mean, it starts and there's a progression and it just fires on all cylinders all the way through. It's a, it's, it's a ride and it just takes you and grabs you and the music's great and the story's great and I would say there isn't a misstep in that series. And Luke Cage himself, not the series, the yeah. character is so identifiable. He really is, yeah. And, and he's so likable and yep. you're, you're rooting for him Yeah. Um, that he he almost mesmerizes you yeah. to the point where like, you know, 
I gotta watch the next episode to see how Luke. He is Luke probably the the most uh, what would you say it like test friendly of of the sh of the actors in those shows. Sure, like he is probably the easiest, most likable of all the characters. If you were gonna hang out with all four of them, yeah, you'd want to hang out with Luke. Cage. You want to hang out with Luke Cage. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. Unless you want to get shit faced drunk, then, well, then you, you hang, hang out with, out with Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Um, or you want to you know wind up bloody and beaten. You wind up with you hang out with Daredevil. Speaking of Murdoch, that, yeah. that's the next series to come out was Daredevil Devil's season two. Season two. Um, which is kind of split right down the middle. Yeah. It kind of has two things going on for it. It was a weird, weird season. Has the, the introduction of, of the Punisher. Yes. And also the introduction of Elektra. I'll, I'll say this. I enjoyed the Punisher character more, but I enjoyed the story arc of the, of, of the hand and Elektra more. Um, I will say I really enjoyed the Punisher arc at the beginning. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. As soon as it switched its attention to Elektra, yeah. I had to force myself through the series. Yeah, I, I, I was okay. very off. I didn't. I, I was skeptical of John Berthal as the Punisher. Mm -hmm. I still don't particularly think he's the right actor for it. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed him his portrayal of the Punisher more than. The Electra character. I just nothing about that character is appealing to me, and I don't like the portrayal of her. But I, in terms of the overall story of the Marvel TV Netflix cinematic universe, the Punisher story arc was basically filler in this context because sure. it wasn't building towards it, the the well. I think overall story. I think what it which was, which is fine, but that should have been the whole season. Or the Electra thing should have been the whole season. Although the story of the Punisher wasn't building towards, I, I understand why they used him, especially in the season with Electra, because it was a season. Now the Daredevil's established. Yeah, it, it and, was. But also, now it's questioning his beliefs because yeah. here's another character, another vigilante who's just really doing the same what thing, Daredevil's right. doing, but with a gun. But there's a line. Yeah, there's a gun. He's he's murdering people. Matt Murdock is now forced to really Matt Murdock murders some people, but he does it with his fists. So yeah, so, that's so now okay. he has to kind of it's very gray to him now all of if a sudden. If you punch someone to death, it's okay. If you shoot them, when gray when, area. When uh the Punisher went on his rampage through the Irish mob, I thought that was a fantastic scene. That, that was a fan yes. And when the guy yeah. is like the the mob leader's like talking back to him. And it's like, you're never going to get away from this. And he starts to give his spiel and he just shoots him in the face yeah. with a shotgun. Whoa. Yeah. Loved Oof. it. Um, but, you know, it forced Matt Murdock to really take stock of his own decisions. Yes. In the similar way that then Elektra shows up and you get a peek at Matt Murdock's past because they were old lovers. And yes. It, and it, in college. And it comes to be found out that she was also being groomed by Stick. Yes. And uh, so it makes... It's a, it's a questioning was, season. Matt questions his was, current motives and his past choices. Yeah, she was trained. She she was a, you know, a honey trap for Matt Murdock, mm -hmm. laid by stick to get him back. Mm -hmm. And 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 by having Electra in, we also get the uh, hand. The hand to show up for the oh, first the time. The hand. The hand is a ninja organization. They are, at least as we understand it in Daredevil season two. Here's a fun fact. If you're unfamiliar with Dare Daredevil and the Hand, if you've watched Ninja Turtles... The Foot. The Foot. Ninja Turtles are uh, an homage to Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Splinter is Stick. Mm -hmm. The Turtles are different facets of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And the Foot 
is the hand. Daredevil loves pizza and skateboarding. He does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even that it's not the foot. I mean, it's not the hand. It's the, the foot. foot. Yeah. Uh, so, but the hand then brings us to the final Netflix series before Defenders. Yes. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. You want to take this one? Uh, Iron Fist. Okay. You hate so, this one. Maybe you shouldn't take this one. I don't, I actually don't hate it, but okay. it was my least favorite of them all. It was also my least favorite. Um, I, it was rushed. It was clearly rushed out. Sure. But the Iron Fist is the protector of the mythical city of Kunlun, which is one of the planes of existence similar to Asgard or um, the Ethereal Realm, where um, more um, other people are. Who's the guy in Doctor Strange? Um, the guy that he he barters with at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember his name. The big baddie. Yeah, I can't it's just another. It's just another realm. It's an ethereal realm that sure. exists outside of time and space. Absolutely. Um, there it and is. And the Iron Fist is bestowed special chi. Their mythical warrior from to a dragon. The gate. Given to him from a dragon by punching it in the heart. By punching it in the heart. <laughs> Passing the. Child. That's how I give all my gifts at Christmas. Uh, I go, everyone, line up. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah okay so this series is already problematic because it is it's because, the most mythical and magical and absolutely of and, all of them and we've already established such a gritty realistic world yes and now we have to shoehorn in the, a dragon these, these concepts for iron fist that you just cannot change you right. cannot alter these you cannot make them realistic and, and they try and iron fist has another problem because when the character was created in the 60s Westerners were forbidden to learn Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. um, like the masters that were here would not teach them. It was a cultural uh, tradition that distinguished particularly the, the, the Chinese community in the West and particularly in California. And they would not teach it to Westerners. And the whole point of, and that there's a you know, very good reason for that because Western culture in Pacific and particularly in the United States uh, treated particularly Chinese arrivals to America Horribly. Okay. The, the Gary Act, the Chinese Exclusion Act, need I say no more. Um, and so this was an attempt at the part of Marvel to bring some cultural understanding of Eastern culture to comic reading Americans who were pr primarily young adolescent males mm -hmm. and build some appreciation in there. Sure. There today, if you don't have that history, the Iron Fist might seem a little bit of like cultural misappropriation. Mm -hmm. That like whitewashing. Yes. Um, why, why is this a, a rich white kid who right. is Right. And it was to show that like Asian under the culture. right cons like conditions like anybody can come to appreciate and value and take ownership over these things and do them justice and that was the point of the iron fist that he was practiced this in a purer sense than many of the people who had grown up with it and appreciated it more. Right. Because this is a story Iron Fist of of Danny Rand. Yes. Uh Almost uh, what you could imagine, like a like a young Bruce Wayne, you yeah, know, from a very wealthy um, entrepreneurial family of New York City, who's uh, in this story plane crashes, yes, over the Himalayas, I guess, yeah, something like that. And his parents die, and he's taken in by the monks, yes, of, of, of Kunlun, of Kunlun. And uh, he, over the years, they train. He he goes missing, yes, in the world, presumed dead, presumed dead, like understandably. Has been living in Kunlun for. 20 years. And well, it shows up yep. back in New York to take over his, his birthright, his his, yep. his family his company. company and Rand it's, International. It's the story of that yep. as well as 
his sworn duty to defeat. Sure, it's like you've got you've got these two stories. One is a Greek tragedy in which he tries to, to like take back his company and you know from his childhood his, friends, from his childhood too. friends and surrogate father. Um, really, like his, imagine like his, you know someone that you might have grown up with and called an uncle, but was not related to you by blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and this other like mythical quest to defeat all these ninjas, defeat the hand. Yes, and it kind of. They do their best to make the two marry. It's a difficult story to marry. It is. They did their best. It is. They, they did their best. And it and it ends um, with little closure, mainly because... The Defenders picks up immediately. The Defenders picks up immediately at the end of, of, of Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Ended. So, um, Iron Fist is... I mean, the Defenders is the story of the... The four of them basically getting together to conclude the story of Iron Fist. Yeah, and I guess you would call it phase one of the Netflix Marvel universe. Sure. If you wanted to call it that. They have to beat uh, the hand. All of all four of them for get involved for different reasons sure. and uh, team the up. Four fingers of the fist to take on, take the, on five, the five fingers of the hand. The fingers of the hand. I don't know. I guess stick. Could be technically considered the fifth, one of the, the fifth. The thumb. The thumb. But uh, there you go. That brings yeah. us up to two to defenders. Scores. You want to start us off with uh, the ratings of, sure. not our ratings, but the <clears throat> internet ratings? All right. So Daredevil. Daredevil. Season, season one of Daredevil. Is, uh, we've got an 8.7 IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 98% Google reviewers. Uh, you know what? I didn't do Google for these because there are so many of them. Yeah, just do Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Jessica Jones, an 8.2 IMDb, 92% uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Luke Cage uh, was a 7.6 IMDb and a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Daredevil Season 2, 74% Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. 8.2 IMDb. Iron Fist. 6.9 IMDb Ouch. and a whopping 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. What's defenders, your defenders? Oh, wait. wait, wait. Before we get to defenders. Sure. What's your order? Don't give me don't give me your scores for each, but what's your order? What's your favorite to your least favorite without including defenders? Daredevil season 1. Okay. Jessica Jones. Okay. Luke Cage. Okay. Iron Fist, okay. Daredevil season 2. That is my exact order. Okay. That is wow. exactly my order. I yeah. wasn't wowed by anything in Daredevil season two. No, and I flat out hate Elektra, so yeah. it was really a, a, okay. a downer for me. Okay, back to Defenders. Defenders, 7.7 7, mm-hmm. IMDb, 74% Rotten Tomatoes, 92% Google reviewers. Okay. What it do you, the, uh, do you, Shades, give the Defenders of Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch? Shades gives it a? 82%. Wow. Okay. We differ on this one. What do you give it? 70. 70. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we, I don't have to defend that right now. We will get into that with Ransom sure. Rapes. So the Defenders picks up immediately where Iron Fist leaves off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, uh, we open with a mystery. A mystery. A mystery. An architect has gone missing. Oh. And the case is brought to Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones. Um, and it's kind of spirals out for there. From there, um, we get the 
the the, the reveal of the hand and their their big baddie. We learn all the all the members, all the of, the members of the hand. We meet the final member, um, Electra. Final who, two members, I guess. Electra, who seemed to have died yep. in season two of Daredevil, who is back, resurrected because comics. She is the Black Sky now. Yep, and working for the hand. Yep. Uh, Danny Rand is is all over the world using his fortune to track down yep. uh, hand members, and I don't know. Killed yeah. them? Yeah, I guess. Is he supposed to kill them? That's not clear. Um, and also find supporters. Sure. He's like, build his army yeah. of supporters. They can't be alone. Uh, Luke Cage... Is being released from prison right. and he, returns to Harlem. At the end Harlo, of his series, he, he goes back to prison to... To get it on that's not with the night prison. nurse. He goes back to prison to fulfill his obligation, even right. though he was falsely uh, yep. imprisoned. He serves his time. He serves his time. Uh, so he's back, and Matt... Matt Murdock uh, has given up being Daredevil. Oh, he's kind of given up everything. Yeah. Because Electra's died. Electra Electra's is died, his love interest. And, and, and Foggy she's... and Karen were like, we're not going to work together anymore because you're a liability, but yes. like, if you give up being Daredevil, we we'll, we can still be friends. Oh, yeah, because he is still a lawyer. Because yes. he's he's, um, Just he's taking, defending he's that, a that kid. He's uh, a pro bono. Yep. Public okay. defender. So that's where, we, that's where we join everyone back yeah. in the world. And um, first get... four, first four episodes is, is the first they're all four separate. episodes are they're all they're all separate, but their worlds are coming together. Yep. Uh, Matt and Jessica, through a series of events, meet each other, and Luke and Matt Danny... becomes Jessica's attorney. Yes, because she gets into some illegal pickle. Yes, Luke and Danny. Luke and Danny end up kind of uh, uh, yeah. searching for the same. Villain, villain end up in the same right. location. And uh, we come to find out that all four of their worlds are intertwined because, lo and behold, the hand is pulling the strings of everything in the city. Really, the world. Uh, the world, yes. But the defenders handle uh, New York yeah. City. Screw the rest of the world. All that matters is Hell's Kitchen. And so they uh, they have to band together to, to stop the hand. Yeah, the way in which they come their, together is very organic. Yes, it is. Uh, and the way it you know, they it's not really a, no one's leading the team per se, even right. though like Iron Fist thinks maybe he's he's the leader of the team. But, but everyone kind of looks to everybody Daredevil. Everybody looks to Daredevil who doesn't really care about the mission or the team. Jessica just Jones cares doesn't about really even feel she's on, on the, the team. team. And Luke Cage just wants to help Harlem. Yeah. And I think that goes, speaks to the un-team. Sure. Not really a team. Oh yeah. So. Aspect of, of the group. And then they uh, kind of go their separate ways. Kind of go their ways, separate ways after, after the defenders. After saving the day. The first four episodes really, I mean, they, they hit so well together, um, and culminating with episode four, Royal Dragon, which is where we are now. Absolutely. And the the back half, the, the back four, not so much. Which is unfortunate because that's yeah. when it's the defenders. Right. Um, and uh, we'll issues. talk about that in in rants. I well, imagine. shall we do uh, well, some raves? Rants and raves. First. Raves. Do you Can want we... to start off, or should I start off? Um, you start off. Okay. Raves. Uh, my number one rave. Mm -hmm. The bromance, and I use that term properly, the bromance between Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Sure. It was the surprise of the series for me. Best chemistry in the... Oh the my series. goodness, what great chemistry between those two. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, to the way it starts with, uh, he's kind of following her, and then she realizes she's being followed and uses her super strength, like, jumping to get behind him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the cat and mouse game that they play to, like, the fact that she immediately puts together that he's Daredevil, but yet he's wearing her scarf 
to cover his face. Because yeah. like in this universe, it's so absurd that Daredevil hides his identity. Like, because A, like... Absolutely. It's, it's absurd. He's the least... Recognizable. Recognizable. Of he, all of them. He, he's and he a has nobody. the most plos- plausible deniability Absolutely, of all Absolutely, because he's blind. Right. Um, what I love most about their relationship is it's just... It's it's the odd couple. It is. It's the guy with a stick up his ass. Right. And and the girl who just doesn't, couldn't yeah, give a shit. Doesn't give a shit. About what anyone thinks, about what anyone does. I mean, has a heart of gold. Don't right. get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is just like... I mean... She's she's an alcoholic. I mean, that's right. absolutely she's a, she's one of her weaknesses. She's a functioning alcoholic. And, and she's a highly functioning yes. alcoholic. And she uh, you know, she are you, she are takes you drunk? A, she takes no. a beer from a yes, from a maybe. guy on the subway yeah. that's passed out cuz she just needs <laughs> a drink. A drink. Um so yeah, their relationship uh, uh to the point uh, of their scenes together were fantastic. Counselor, if I may, these guys are about 2 minutes for figuring out that you're the devil of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Like while wearing a scarf over his head. I mean, she, you know, constantly you look ridiculous, nice horns. And, you know, he he's definitely the straight guy in in the relationship. Yeah. Um, and I say relationship, not like romantic relationship. No, 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 not at all. There is just what what great. Well, chemistry. the only romance in this on this team are bet- between the, the teammates and some side characters. Yeah, side the, characters. None of the teammates are yeah. in any sort. Of, they've all just met. You know? Right. And uh, yeah, that was my my biggest rave. Oh, absolutely! Their their on screen time together was, to the point where the I hope Jessica Jones sh- shows up in season three of Daredevil. Yeah, it hasn't started filming yet. It's about to. I I hope they continue that. It'll be great because it, it, I mean it's a natural partnership. And I mean there are other partnerships that are going to take place. Like Colleen and Misty Knight have to become the daughters of the dragon. Those are two side characters. Side characters. They have their own partnership from the comics and Luke Cage and Iron Fist are longtime friends and partners and have an, like an amazing comic relationship. Um, not comical, but they, they've been paired up as heroes for hires for three decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daredevil and Jessica Jones just had natural chemistry in this yeah. and it, it was a surprise and I appreciated it. How about you? Um, well, considering we just talked about the side characters a little bit, I thought the way they handled the supporting characters, for the most part, mm. was very, very well Malcolm done. was kind of the odd guy out. Why was he there? Just because he had to be. Wait, which one was Malcolm? Um, he was the heroine. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. He, but even more so, I mean, the odd man, the odd person out would be, um, I think, Jessica Jones's partner. That, the Malcolm. Oh, you mean Patsy? Uh, yeah, I feel like she played no part in this, almost. Sure. She uh, well, she kind of got on to the fact that the the earthquake wasn't really a little bit, and that's yeah. what they did with her. Yeah. What I'm talking specifically about: Colleen, Claire, and Missy. Sure. I mean, they had they had big they had a big role big in this, roles in it, yeah. where I wasn't expecting them to. Sure. Because this is the defenders. Is, yeah. I was expecting it to be about the the four main. Defenders. I was pleasantly surprised with the amount of time and attention they gave to the side characters. Yeah. Uh, they didn't need to. And no, they didn't was, need I, to. That but was I great that they chose. But that I, they chose I'm glad they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, yeah, it benefited that. for that. The character of Colleen is as important to Iron Fist as like the character of Karen is to Daredevil. Oh yeah, they didn't use Karen as much as they used Colleen. You know, like right, it wasn't right, equal right, right. treatment across the board. But the ones that they did use, they used very really, well, really well. Yeah. And I'm not even going to dock them for not using the others because it was a limited, they, limited they, run. eight episodes. So they didn't have to do it, and the fact that they did and they did it well was a rave. Yep. Great. I would agree with that entirely. Um, the fight sequences were just beautiful. Yeah, one of mine is especially the office building. The office building yeah. fight sequence was just 
so done so well. That's when they organically come together for the first time. Yeah, and, I mean, just the the interplay that happens in it as well. <laughs> Luke, you know, Danny Rand is taking on, kind of like shows up in his business suit after he gets lectured to by Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. He's like, I know who you are. You can't hide. I'm not afraid of you. Mm -hmm. And it's immediately turned on him. Yep. Like he's set upon. He's he he's, he's talking to a bunch of of business people at a conference yeah. table. And he's like, I'm going to take you on to the business world. Ha, yeah. ha, 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 ha. And then, oh, surprise, all these business people are ninjas. Yeah. Uh, and start ninjaing. Is that and, a word? Yeah, sure. And then Luke Cage kicks down the door. And Danny those like, two are there. And then yeah. Jessica and... How did Jessica and Matt show up? Jessica's architect worked for right. Court and Daredevil's... Her attorney. Tailing her. <laughs> He's just yeah. tailing her. Yeah. And they show They up happen together. to wind up there and then Matt hears the scuffle. Like and he senses he, the scuffle going up there. And, and what does he do? How does he he get grabs her. He grabs her scarf. Yeah, he wraps, wraps it around, around his, his head, head and then runs up all of the stairs yeah, to the penthouse. She, she takes the elevator. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they get there at the same time. Absolutely, and that was fantastic. Hilarious. And then this, the the fight scene that then ensues. Like, you is, look ridiculous. It's your excellent. scarf. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was fantastic. So the fight, the fight sequences, and the whole series were really well done. Yeah, it was, and it, I wouldn't even say they the can series. Just, I would yeah. say throughout the whole. Yeah, world, the whole they're world. very good. Because, I mean, sequences. fight sequences can very easily just turn into a giant fight scene. Mm -hmm. um, and these are always very well orchestrated. They're very practical. Very, yeah. They're not overblown, stylized fighting. Nope. Nope. People, for the most part, aren't, like, going out windows and right. level to level. It's really there a confined place, uh, yeah. usually, and a just fist fight just right for a long time fight sequences in these movies were like you'd get like a slow motion spinning yeah, full extended spinning back kick with perfect form yeah no, they, you just don't get this that is uh, chaos very or that yeah, that is chaos that is chaos uh, I would say my number one rave of this movie was or not movie series yep. is color the okay. way they used color yes I have that note the lighting that transitions was Fantastic. Daredevil is red. Daredevil's red. Jessica Jones is like a blue, blue purple. Mm -hmm. Luke Cage, everything's yellow. yellow and, and then and Danny Rand is green. green. And the way the scenes were built, mm. the way the scenes were shot, if it was a Luke Cage scene, there was something bright yellow somewhere in the scene. Or even like used a filter on it. Or even yeah, oh yeah. yeah they were all filtered yep. with, with that light too. But also usually they were framed that way. Right. Also, they were kind of surrounded in their color. Not in a hit you over, over the head no, kind of way. No, it was done way. very subtly to let you know who the feature was. Exactly. In, in, a, in a story where you're you're getting four points of view in a single episode, mm -hmm. that was a perfect way to show whose point of view was really this well part of the story is coming from. And then as they start to meet uh, and interact slowly, together, like, yeah. it slowly fades, but like there's the scene where Luke Cage is talking to Jessica Jones behind the Royal Dragon. Mm -hmm. And... You know, while there's like the while Jessica, yeah, while Jessica is talking the, to Luke, yeah. but it's focused on Jessica. There's yellow behind her, and yeah. and Luke, when it's showing him talking to there's Jessica, like blue there's blue. Bond. Like yeah. their colors start to mingle. Even when they're sitting around the round table in the Royal Dragon, they're framed by their color naturally. Right. Yes. Something the the red of the, the sign is behind yes. is behind Daredevil. Um, Daredevil, and Jessica's like in front of the fish tank, so there's yep. blue light on her, and like it was just. Um, Really smart. Like they had someone with a really good eye frame those and set that up. And then, yeah. you know, oh, and even the villain, the villain was white. Right. The main villain, Sigourney Weaver's character, yep. was mainly white. And every 
everything around her was right. just bland, yeah. stark white. Then towards the end, as I feel this this the show got a little messy, so too the, those yes. color choices. And it wasn't anymore that like it wasn't that there was too much color. Like oh now there's red and yellow they and blue and green. Keep track they just of how didn't. They, used it. they yeah. just didn't keep doing that anymore, yeah. which bummed me out. But I'm gonna give it a rave because when it was done, it was beautiful. Yeah. Any more raves for you? Yes, um, and I already touched on it with like Daredevil. Touchy but, touchy. Um, I like how the show addresses itself and like really listens to the set. Like, why does Daredevil wear a costume? Why is he the only one still wearing a costume? Mm -hmm. um, yes, they explain it in the show because he's protecting his identity and whatnot, but it, it wouldn't be Daredevil without the costume. Mm -hmm. But the other characters address the ridiculousness of it in the show yes. in the same way. Like, uh, Danny Rand will tell anyone who will listen to him that he is the immortal Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. Protector of Kunlun, mm -hmm. and he punched a dragon to get his chi. You don't even have uh, to be listening to yes, him for him to tell you. <laughs> he will tell anybody mm -hmm. this. Uh, and Colleen uh, addresses that in the show. He's like, he, he's the immortal Iron Fist, and he will tell anybody within earshot of this. Yep. So I just love how they... They're self-aware. They are very self-aware. Mm -hmm. um, no, more, no more raves for you? Those are my big raves. Yeah, I those mean, are my big raves. The, so let's transition to rants. Especially the color. Well, I can't get over the color. It, I it was... You know, e, it was artfully done. My wife Elise is not like a comic book mm -hmm. person. Um, she's you know come to appreciate them more as she's found that they mean something to me. Mm -hmm. But we started watching Defenders. Mm -hmm. She's like, I need to give this a shot. Um, I need to look at it because this is what film is doing now. As an actor in the field and wanting to work in this genre, like, you have to watch these things. So we watched the first two episode, and she's like, This is good. Mm -hmm. We watched the second episode. I was like, do you like this? Like, yeah, I like this. I'm like, all right, let's go back and watch Daredevil yeah, season what's, one. Yeah, what set it up? Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. And she loved them. It honestly surprises people. I think She's like, this who, is really good. People who don't know this world go into it with the idea of it's not... It's not a serious subject well, matter, therefore for it, it's not. There's yeah, because for, for years it wasn't. It wasn't. It's like all um, of the Joel Schumacher Batmans and the early Spider-Man, like yeah. the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, mm -hmm. however much we may love them, it was like watching a fifth grade play. But things change. The genre has grown. And, um, and, and the people in charge of these decisions change. Change, yes. And audiences right. change. Well, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you want to use, you know, Yes, they become more willing to give comic writers mm -hmm. uh, control over production and scripts of the properties that they created, mm -hmm. which only makes sense. Absolutely. So right, you uh, want to get into rants? Rants. Okay. Rants. Uh, who's writing Iron Fist? Is this a rant or this is this is a, a big rant. question? This is a rant. Who's writing it? Because yeah, you think Iron it's Fist. Poor, poor writing? Who is writing Iron Fist? And, and like, just who isn't, like, what are they doing with this character? I uh, think it's... I just don't care, and I, I should care a, about him. They're a real disadvantage because it is the hardest to believe. It is, and so you need to put your best team on that, and it's just, it's the weak spot of the the genre. And he featured so, in, he was such an unavoidable part of this world. I mean, mm -hmm. he wound up becoming the central figure yes. of the story, and he's the weakest character, and so that really weakened the show. I think a, a big issue with Danny Rand is that no, he, And I'm not throwing this at the actor. This is a problem of 
The character. The character as the character is written and the world of oh, yeah. Iron I, Fist is I written. like that actor. That actor was in um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. And uh, the way he plays Iron Fist is yeah. great. Uh, but the way Iron F or Danny Rand is... Fits into the world. Fits in the world. Yeah. It's, it's hard. They are at a disadvantage because it is so strange. And it makes him the least identifiable. Yeah, and the least compelling. The other three, you can really see yourself in the other three. Yeah. It's hard to see yourself in Danny Rand. He's a little bit too removed from the average person. Not, not I'm not even talking about, you know, he, he's a rich white not boy, the like of, yeah. the richest of white boys. But he's also, I mean, he's been away from our culture for 20 years, so he's he's basically been, he's grown up in a completely different culture. Right. He, he has... Um, this this uh, mystical not only power but also this mystical like you know who devotion. he is he's Kimmy Schmidt but not in in no I've way yet to the see same Kimmy Schmidt, oh it's fantastic so. he's Kimmy Schmidt but it, without any of the the likability of Kimmy Schmidt or things that we like are find make her endearing I will take your or word the, for or it or the sense of humor because I haven't seen he's basically a mole person a mole person yeah okay he's been he might as well have been like hiding underground in a bunker for twenty years and missed the like culture and development yeah and they did a tiny bit of that with like fish out of water yeah. like captain america's been thought out starfires landed on earth yep uh they could have done more for a little levity but they're not exactly going for levity they're in, not in this universe so you know if he's the the most central character to the story and i would argue his world and his characters were yeah i feel like that was the wrong choice especially to this conflict yeah this specific conflict that they had to overcome was completely danny centered yes yeah. So Dan, so Danny Rand, the writing of Danny Rand, uh, and his rant. and his, how it, it, you know centralized he was to this story. Mm -hmm. That's my rant. All right. Well, I will. Um, I'll go in a similar vein for my rant. I think all of the characters were really flattened down to their two two dimensional versions. Sure. Yeah. They were really. Uh, they they were just almost caricatures of. Oh yeah. Of their their full identity in their shows, but none of them as much as Jessica Jones. I I really felt they they handled her the poorest in this. But I would also argue that her character had the most growth in this series because at the end of Defenders, she is she believes that she can do this work again and she's she's part of it. She's That's part of, true. And she takes an active role now moving forward. However, I felt she's the most changed. I felt as if Whoever wrote her part in this understood her the least. Interesting. That, I, that And that's just how I came out of it. I mean, she was, she's still a very strong character and she's a strong-willed uh, woman. But in her series. Right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. She, agree with she you was, she was so, so human. It was like seeing someone at their worst and like really rooting for them. Mm -hmm. She was, I mean, she was at the bottom of her, of her life basically at this point. And she's, she's crawling her way up. And I think what helped me in that was that when Jessica Jones launched on, on Netflix, it was the same time that Supergirl came out mm. on, on oh, CBS. Yeah. And CBS, CBS's Supergirl oh boy. was all rah rah girl power. I mean, they it was shit on a man every every chance you can get. Every enemy was male, and she 
in the third episode, she beat an alien by kicking it in the balls. Like, it was a big weakness. But people were like, yay, a female superhero that we can have our girls look up to. And then on the flip side of that, you're watching Jessica Jones, and you're like, this is a real... This is what society does to is, women. This is a real woman right. going through all of this. Right. She is far more of an interesting character right. than Supergirl. She is far she is far stronger of a character. Oh yeah. And she is she is almost more worthy uh than this other character. So I'll, I'll follow that up. I'll agree with you, but I'll follow that up with um everything that Jessica Jones exper has experienced in her life has mm -hmm. told her to hide. Mm -hmm. Um even and even at the end of season one, mm -hmm. it was like I all right, back to hiding. Yeah. At the end of Defenders, she's not hiding anymore. I think we'll see what you were looking for and didn't get in Defenders in season two of Jessica Jones. I certainly hope we do. I th I think you're gonna see what you were what you were missing in Defenders come out in in season two of Jessica Jones. Because it really made me. I was. I don't want to. When she pulls, what the when she walks into her office, yeah, and pulls the paper off oh, the door right. and it once yeah. again says alias investigations yeah. you know she's not hiding anymore it 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 was striking enough to me that it really made me pause and step back and go god did i like jessica jones so much uh, because I, yeah of, because of kilgrave like right. was that why i liked this and i loved kilgrave i absolutely yep. did but it really made me look and go no i really like jessica jones because yes. of who jessica jones was and i didn't see enough of who jessica jones is in defenders in defenders yep. that's fine um and they had limited time and they had to split it four ways. So, it's but just... I will follow it up with one of my uh, a rave, a lesser rave, but one of my favorite moments in the series is when she's left mm -hmm. and she re rejoins the group mm -hmm. by throwing a car through the window and taking out Electra. Um, when she rejoins, that them at was the... here at the Royal. That Gym. was that's yeah. why they had to that's close. why it was closed and for it so was, many months. You know. Jessica, she's she's hiding. She doesn't want attention, and like that's the moment where she decides she's not going to hide anymore. Yep. Um, and you know, re-enters with with a crash and a bang, literally. Um. So I, yeah, I mean, they are all reduced to their you know base to second dimension. They they definitely are. I guess my my issue was everyone was reduced. Everything everyone was boiled down. I'm not sure they boiled Jessica Jones down to the right. Yeah. Things that yep. they showed. Yeah, 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 we'll just make her an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Like. Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Um. Do I have any more raves? You have a higher score than me, so you better, because I have more raves. <laughs> I don't have any more raves. All right. All right. I'll do. I have two raves that no, I. No, wait. We're not rant. on raves. We're on rants. Oh, we're that's on why. Rants? That's why you don't have any more raves. Oh, that's why we're doing rants. Duh. Oops. Um. Next rant. I have a big one, but I'll let you go. Why does harvesting a dragon from under New York destroy the city? This isn't a big question. I know, but it's a it's a rant. Like, why is everything they're doing? Uh, you know, they they drill subway tunnels under New York. Yes. They drill giant tunnels to transport water and materials underneath New York. There's something is always happening underneath New York in the bedrock, and it doesn't destroy the city. I think why does basic why does ba basically building uh, I, I have two answers. An elevator it. can reach it, so it's not that 
far down. I think Daredevil so says it's 30 stories. Super, yeah, I mean, it's big. It can it fit is, the whole building in it. Uh, yes. It's, but still, why does that sink the entire... Eye? It just doesn't feel plausible. Do you, I have two answers. Which one would you like first? The answer, uh, the, the real answer, which is why I think they did it, or the like the answer that I would imagine writers would tell you? Um, give me the writers. Okay, I think the writers would tell you that um, having the dragon bones... Listeners, did, did we mention the centers around dead dragons under yeah, New York? Yeah, there's a dead... But the, the super realistic, alert, gritty... There's a, the, the dragon, and this will be a big question for me, the dragon that Danny punched the heart of is... In, no, no, it's a different dragon. No, it's not. I think it's a different dragon. It's not. I think it's a different dragon. No, it's not. Okay. She says... I'm like, telling you I think it's a different but dragon. But it's not. Okay. They, they clearly state it's the same... Like, they clearly state, like, you you punched it in the heart and killed it. I still think... These are, like, fossilized dragon boats. They're not fossilized. It's just... The, okay, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get to this later. They Maybe clearly say that this is the remains of Shaolau. And is maybe Shaolau is a, a culmination of multiple dragons. I don't know. Shaolau the Undying, um, who is dead. Um, anyway. Okay, so the answer I think the writers would give you is that... What, what a, you know, I'm going to like push up my glasses here and be like, one of the reasons that New York became the cultural hub that it is in North America is the life energy ebbing from the dragons beneath it. By tapping into those bones, you're, you're crumbling away at the foundation of what makes New York so great. And that becomes palpable in these tremors, these earthquakes that are felt throughout the city. Oh, That's what I think yeah, a writer would that, tell that you. Is a that is one big pile of shit. Well, do you want me to tell you what I yes. really think it is? Yes. Poor writing. Thank you. Thank I think, you. I think, I mean, I think it's. Thank you. I think it's that. just, okay. okay, shit, we got to make this about New York because it's Defenders. But is. We got to make it about why Iron is, Fist. Why is the hand here? Why? Uh, why, don't, why aren't the dragons under New York? Okay. So that's, those are my two answers for you. Pick which one you want to believe. Um, I will choose to believe. Bad writing. Bad writing. <laughs> it's more believable. It's totally more believable. All right, you want me to give you my rant? This is my biggest rant. Okay. The villains. Oh. Yeah. That, go Long for time it. listener, a good friend of mine always says the villains are what make or break media for him. And as I look back on my my list of of these shows, these sure. Netflix shows, yeah. I almost see that it it almost matches for me. My favorites are have the best villains and my least favorites have the, the worst villains. Defenders had horrible villains. Down to a villain. They were terrible. They, they had they had Electra, who I, I just hate <sighs> Electra. Electra is the Defenders version of of Winter Soldier. Sure. Okay. Because it's 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 playing that same game of having the hero that is is emotionally tied to the villain. Sure. And has to hold his punches and has to overcome the idea that this person is now making decisions I that I have to go. Yes, that. Um, so she's filling that same role. And I hate it just as much. Yeah. And I, I don't find the character of Electra interesting, compelling. Uh, just So just to sum I, up for I, the longtime listeners, yeah. Shades, uh, Sketch hates women. This woman, yes, yeah. I do. I, I feel like she... Um, <laughs> Oh shit! The other villain's a woman too. Uh, I feel like she had like she had like a redemption story, 
right. which I felt but like... But then wasn't redeemed at all. wasn't redeemed. <laughs> and, and also, I felt like everything hinged on you caring about her redemption story. I just didn't care about her. I didn't her. care about her yeah. redemption story at all. Because even before she was bad, she still kind of treated Matt like shit. She was still a heinous bitch. Yeah, so it was like, I don't care if she's good or bad. Right. So don't hinge this whole thing right. on her going from bad and to good. And I'll follow that up with, uh, what is what is the black sky? Um, they, they made such a big deal out of it in season two of Daredevil mm-hmm. that we had to prevent the And it was sky. like a mystery in yeah. season two. So the, so the essence, the, the substance, this black goo... Is which the, is, uh, is the, the essence drag- of the dragons. dragon goo. Yeah, it's like dragon you, blood, but not blood because it comes like out of their bones. Marinate, dragon marrow. Yeah, if you marinate it's dragon the black sky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we get an order of dragon asabuco over here? And some, they ha- uh, some more pork dumplings? This guy's filling up with pork. He is porked to the max. Um, if you marinate the black sky yes. in some dragon essence. Yep. Some ajou, if you will. Yes. Um, they will turn it. They, An electric they French will, dip. Yes. <laughs> so it, I, I was led to believe that this was some kind of like chemical, biological contagion that would destroy the world. Is all the black sky is is taking an already good fighter and turning them into a better fighter? I think that what, is slightly unhinged and crazy because they've come back from the dead. <laughs> I and guess then, I don't. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know what the black. Sky I know is. we're on rants, but uh, just the whole idea of the black sky. I don't think anybody ever had an idea of what it truly oh, is. I think your rant here is that you have so many questions. There are so yeah. many. There are so two, many frayed uh, story points that it's aren't. It's not even tied a big up. question. It's hundreds of tiny questions. Absolutely, and and when I say the villains, I, I didn't. I obviously didn't like Elektra. I was. I was okay with Sigourney Weaver's character. Sigourney Weaver was a rave for me, but I have to put her in the rants category. This is my, my next rant. Uh-huh. Should I wait or should I just go? Well, it's going to match with mine. Sure. I mean, I, I didn't... I, I liked her as a character. I liked when I thought she was the sole bad guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like when the whole hand showed up. Yeah. Uh, and Bakudo's back from the dead. And I'm pretty tired of Madame, Madame Gao. Because yeah. she was kind of the big baddie of Iron Fist. That went nowhere, obviously, because you need her in this. She was the big baddie of season one of Daredevil. Yeah, she was. She was, like, pulling yep. uh, so, Fisk's strings. Once again, not compelling enough for me as villains. Not Yeah. Fisk, yes. great villain. Yeah. Kilgrave, another great villain. Um, Sigourney in Luke Weaver. Cage, I liked how you thought it was going to be Copperhead, but it really ended up being his sister who was running for office. Mm. Like, You mean Cottonmouth? Cottonhouse. Copperhead was another... Cottonmouth was Mahershala Ali. Okay. Alfred Woodard was the sister of the politician. And then Copperhead was his brother. And Shades. And Shades. There was Shades in that, too. He was a real uh, dick. Um, and then um, and then they went downhill from there. Then yeah. Daredevil Season 2 didn't really have good villains. No. And, and, and Iron Fist didn't have good Definitely. villains. Definitely. Oh, and, man, the Meachams. And same thing to Fenders. Oh, I don't boy. think good villains. So go ahead, piggyback off um, me. Well, I would, I would just I would follow that right up. This dovetails really nicely. I loved Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. as Alexandra, the villain. Mm-hmm. But Sigourney Weaver, not the villain herself. Like, mm-hmm. the character itself had nothing to it, and if somebody else had played it, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, what made that character great was that it was Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. and she was able to bring depth to the part without having depth there. And if anybody else had played it, like all of the other villains were like cartoon characters. 
Oh yeah, they were like uh, they were so one dimensional. Yeah, they I they were the, like your Saturday I am the morning South cartoon. American like feet. Yeah, the, and the villain. African. I am the African warlord yeah. villain. I am the Japanese villain who yeah. like is scary and menacing and mm-hmm. and like I am the otherworldly mystical villain. Whereas on on the flip side of that, Daredevil season one also sort of had a coalition of villains. Because they were different kind of right, mob but they were leaders, like, but they were done so much better. They had so they had so much more. Nobu, depth. oh man, Nobu. I'm thinking of the two brothers, the two, two, Russian, yep, the brothers. two Russian brothers. Russian um, You had Gao, and she was kind of a mystery because she was brand new, fresh. Well, I th- I think this this will lead into my biggest rave mm-hmm. uh, rant. Sorry, my biggest rant is that is the motivation of the the motivation of the hand is just that they want to get back to Kunlun. That's what this is all about. It seems like it's a revenge. It's just a revenge they just plot. Wanna, they she, just they want to get back, back and they gotta. They want to destroy it. For I the guess. far-reaching global organization that is the Hand and all of the horrible things we've seen of them, like That's they're really they're do. chumps, what, and their underlings are way more dangerous and compelling than they are. When before we move away from Sigourney Weaver, can I ask? Sure. Were you were you surprised by her death? Did, yes. Uh, yeah. That I was so. <laughs> yes. That was. Um, I'm also wondering if she was like, "Fuck this, I'm out," and they just like killed her. That was one of. It was the so best abrupt. Reveals it of was, this series. It really did surprise surprise yeah. me, but I also felt like it was it was too soon. It was too soon, and I and I really feel for me that was uh, that was the part where I just started going downhill. Yeah. Um, it really fell apart at that point. Maybe at the beginning it was getting a little shaky before she got killed abruptly, but what, after she got killed abruptly and Electra took it all over, came apart. Uh, I was not invested. I was out. I didn't first. care. Yeah, I didn't care what happened. I was and like, okay, point, they have to come like, together and win. Well, let's finish this. You know? Yep. Yeah. They're just going to come together and win. Yeah. Do you have um, any more rants? I... I would just say that... that we've already kind of touched about this it the the last four episodes and the hand and, mm-hmm. and the story arc just somehow felt smaller oh that was my a, very last rant than a lot of the things that happened in other I shows s- i said way too big of a build-up for the ending that we got right the, the culmination and, I and know i'm not even in- just talking about the first part of defenders yeah. all of these series right. led to this moment yes and it was it was just somehow so small yeah no i 100 percent agree with you okay Big questions? Big questions. BQs. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Let me look at my... I wrote them down. Um, oh, okay. How? I don't have any big questions. Oh, okay. Here, here's a... Let's start with the light one. Okay. Will someone please get Matt Murdock an inhaler? <laughs> I really liked in season one... I liked in season one that, like, he would fight, and then after he'd fight, he'd be like... Oh. And you'd be like, whoa, he's really like pumped up on adrenaline. Yeah. He does that for everything now. Yes. Everything. It's, he finishes it's, it. It's his Negan, <laughs> it's his Negan dip. <laughs> it is his Negan it's dip. It's his Negan dip. I half expect him to like come out of a courtroom <laughs> one day just being like, damn, I got it. <laughs> I mean, it's wow. it's a little too much. Just like just like it, how Je- I feel like Jessica Jones in a lot of ways was boiled down to her alcoholism. I felt like Matt Murdock was boiled down to his after battle wheezing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's a question. Can someone just get an inhaler for Matt Murdock? Sure. Um, here's a big question. Sure. Through Daredevil yes. and Iron Fist, mm-hmm. the hand was exsanguinating people. 
what does that word mean? The, the draining them of their blood. Oh, yeah. And I think you said that to me earlier, and I asked what that word meant. What, I have poor What was the purpose of that? What the fuck was the purpose of that? It was such an integral part of that. They made such a big deal that the hand was stealing blood from people. All I have is a theory. And not just like testing their blood, but draining, draining them. them. Yeah, no, it. absolutely draining them. Um, I have like a mummified. Theory. I have a theory that is it, it it's it's only a theory, and I'm happy to share it with you. And and I remember like it's it's when you asked in a previous thing like if you introduce something at the beginning yep. of the scene, it has to play out later. Yep. It's Dostoevsky. The gun like the gun is introduced. Mm -hmm. Uh, if the gun is on the mantle, mm -hmm. and by the end of the interaction, it has to be used. Like it's actually like he actually is it. It was Dostoevsky. I think. Um, what was the purpose of that? Because it's never addressed. Here, here's my theory. It needed to be addressed in Defenders. The, and this is only a theory, so sure. I, I could be wrong. My theory is that uh, these these baths that they go into, okay, uh, obviously need to be liquid. The essence that they're taking out of the dragon bones, obviously. Not liquid. Right. I think what they're doing is they're grinding up these dragon bones. They're mixing them with human blood to make like a full life essence. Make make like a bisque. Yeah, like a like a like a like a dragon bisque. Okay. Like, can we get an order of dragon bisque <laughs> over here? I can't believe they have all of these things. It's an amazing. Um, it is the royal is, dragon. It is. They are royal for a reason. I think. That is our most likely explanation okay. for that. I'll it go with never that. It was never explained. That no. is purely me making a leap. Okay. I could be completely wrong, but it did seem a lot like blood, the stuff that they were coming out of when when they were sure. taking a dip in the bisque. Bisque dip. <laughs> <laughs> is it my turn? It is. Okay. I have we have we jumped the shark, so to speak. Have we nuked the fridge, as you said? How can we still believe that all of this is going on under the nose of the Avengers. Because we know the Avengers take place in the same universe yes. as, as the Defenders. It was easy to believe when it was small-time Harlem, when sure. it was small-time Hell's Kitchen. Now we're talking about extracting a mythical force out of the earth underneath New York City. I'm not expecting Iron Man to be involved or Captain America or anything like that, but Doctor Strange should at least know about these I bones. believe earlier you said that in his uh, training manual, when uh -huh. you become the the guardian of a sanct sanctum, uh -huh. that should be like the first thing that they tell you. It really there are, should. There are dragon bones and under. It, and they New can York. make people immortal. So yeah. heads up, like yep. check in on that for every moment. It, you're in New York. You're in charge of this. And I understand it's a very difficult line they have here because mm. they they need something big enough to grab us. And here I was complaining a second ago that it wasn't big enough. But at the same time, well, we. We, we exist in this world right. where arguably a smaller event would garner the attention of some of the Avengers. I'm not saying bringing all the Avengers in I have for an this. answer for you. Okay. I don't know if it'll satisfy you. Um, probably, probably not. You're very Avengers, bad at satisfying people. That's a true statement. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> the Avengers are all about vanity. They They're are. all about their own image and their own... Uh, their own reputation, mm -hmm. certainly Tony Stark, mm -hmm. um, and even Captain America to an extent. Mm -hmm. They, if it, it's too small for them, and they're not concerned. And I think we get that in Spider-Man: Homecoming that and Tony Stark just doesn't give a shit. And that's how I was going to count. Unless this. it's big enough to somehow en enhance his reputation. And, but because because think about this. I mean, really wrap your mind around this. This is all happening at the same time in the same city as Spider-Man. Right. It's. It's 
completely plausible to believe that at some point Spider-Man is up against the hand. I can't right. even imagine how that would go. You know what I mean? Uh, it's okay because you're never going to ha find out. I so. guess not. I mean... I agree 100%. Spider-Man versus Madame Gao? Right. It does not compute. Right. Uh, so it just feels like... Spider-Man versus Hand Ninjas. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I can't even yeah. put it into words. I mean, it exists in the same world as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How are the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not on, on this? Right. That, that's what I mean. And I think that's the danger, and I think that's the main drawback of a, a, an extended universe Well, like this, this is the larger criticism that I have of Marvel, where you know everybody kind of geeks out. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it the interconnected? It's, oh, it's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. It's not. It hasn't been for a long time. And at this point, the, the timeline and the interconnectedness and how it all plays out, it they have no flipping clue how this is all tied together. Uh, to the extent I was reading in something about Thor Ragnarok, and nobody can figure out when Thor Ragnarok takes place. They're mm. like, it's sometime after Age of Ultron and Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. It has to take place during the time period of, of Civil War to explain why Yeah, but there. like we'll, when... We'll, we'll get there we when really we know. talk about Thor. Uh, but so, I mean, like, at this point, the notion that it's an interconnected universe, it's not. Yeah. It's I, just not. I, I, I think... It was at one point, and it's not anymore. It got too big. It was, it was, a, it was a very lofty, it was like a superhuman goal. For, for Marvel yeah. to say, like, we're going to make stuff that all exists together. At some point, when you have that knowledge in your head that all of this happens together, that's what starts chipping away at your believability. Right. And and yep. so it's gotten too I big. Would, I would make the leap to say that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does not exist in the same universe. See, I need to, this I need to catch up. On, on Agents of Shield, I've only watched the first three seasons. So I have more to more to watch. There's a real cornucopia a, of of is. media for us to, yeah. to take in. Um, do you have any more big questions? I will end with one final big question. Okay. Can we please, please stop with killing a character just to reveal that they're alive within 10, 15 sure. minutes? Sure. Sure. This will go into a big question I have. Defenders is not the only one that does this. Okay, obviously Batman versus Superman, and we'll talk about Batman versus Superman on the yeah. We'll episode. save we'll save that for but the I mean, Dawn of They Justice did that. Episode. They killed Superman at the end. Whoa! Here. Spoiler. Oh yes, sorry guys. Spoilers. Uh, you find out at the end. He's he's coming back. Um, it, it's they killed Elektra, and by the end of the credits, she was coming. She was coming back. back. They killed Matt Murdock in this. At the end of it, he's, he's back. back. Can we just can we go a season break? Thinking that somebody's dead, do no. we have to know? No. Do we have to have that clarity that they're not dead? I don't like that. I don't. I don't either. It makes it makes it meaningless and pointless. So my, I guess my big question turned into a rant, just like a lot of your big sure. your rants were big questions. Um, and uh, here's a big question: um, How the f was Bakudo alive? It doesn't fit with the timeline of what they set up in You're going to have to remind me how how did Bakudo, how did he end in Iron Fist? Iron Fist kills him. How? I can't remember. Like they beheaded him or something. I mean that might be important to how he survived. He was I mean he was dead. He was straight up dead. Okay. Uh they they stabbed him. Okay. They they killed him. He was dead dead. Okay. Um it, the fight happened in Central Park. Uh, I don't Do you remember think they exactly. They did the same thing to him well, that they did to Electra. This is my question. They very clearly state that 
they used the last of the substance on Electra. Okay. So do you think that happened right Ele before? So Electra? Daredevil season two happened before Iron Fist. Yeah, it did. So Bakudo should not have been able to come back. Maybe they... Like maybe he had his own secret stash for one more in case of emergency. Break glass. Maybe. I could see that. I could see each of them having their I, own just, emergency. By their own rules that they set up in Defenders, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it all boils down to, it's problematic. And I'm, I'm sticking with my 70. I enjoyed it well enough. Right? I gave it a yeah, 70. Yeah, you gave right? it a 70. Yeah. I, I gave enjoyed it, it well enough. 82. It, it left me wanting, which is a good thing. Yeah. That it left me wanting. You know, I, I wanted it to be better. I had higher hopes for it. Um, I have one more big question. I don't even know how to fix it. Go ahead. Are we all doomed now that Stick is dead? Are you depositing that we also live in this world? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now clearly, it's big. clearly he was the most capable of all of them. There's going to have to be another character. There's going to, I mean, you need someone fulfilling Stick's role. Right. The characters we have are not in, in, in Stick's world enough. To be right. able to know the things they don't know, in to quote Stick, they don't know shit. My guess is, well, we saw at the end of, we'll of, meet, of we'll Defenders. Meet staff. <laughs> we saw at the end of, of Defenders that Matt Murdock wakes up in a mystery location. Right. There's probably going to be Stick too there. You know, I think we're going to meet his mom. Someone, yeah, and maybe she'll be in the same gown. World. Will she be called gown? Why would she be gown? I don't know. Habit. She's a, she's obviously a nun. Oh, habit's not bad. Habit. She's got one bad habit. A son That's named Matt Murdock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. They, they have they have some work to do. They do. They have some band aids to put on this thing. They have some bones to set, and 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 they have they have some work ahead of them. Sure. Because we know it's moving forward. This, this was oh, like yeah. the big end. Um, Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones two, Iron Punisher comes out. Punisher's going to come out before both of those. Uh, Iron Fist season two, and then Luke Cage season two. Yeah, so and I then mean, every, every, it's, Defenders it's two. Continuing on, it is. Um, and it's we'll keep stopping. you posted. We will. Yeah, with our thoughts because we know our thoughts are the most important thing for you guys. Yeah. Uh, should we? Should we head into wrap it up? Recommendations. Sure. Should we do our Shades and Sketch Recommendations. Okay, uh, I'm going to recommend a comic called Paper Girls, okay. which is very similar. Are you tying this at all to Defenders? Is it? No. Okay, no, so this is just an unrelated rec recommendation. Unrelated recommendation. It's something you enjoy. It's a great comic by Brian K. Vaughn, who wrote Why the Last Man and Ex Machina and uh, Saga. And uh, it's an indie comic. It's set in the 1980s. Kind of like a similar Stranger Things. If you like Stranger Things, you'll probably like Paper Girls. Okay. It does a great job of recreating the feel of the 80s. <clears throat> and it centers on a group of paper delivery girls mm -hmm. who, through a series of happenstance and misadventures, are our last best and only hope for saving the world. Hmm. And there's time travel and aliens and alternate realities. And it's just it's just fun That's and simple. smart and well written. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to check paper it out. Paper Girls, check it out. That's, I think that's they your, just started their third book. That's my Shades recommendation. Very good. 
All right, uh, your sketch recommendation uh, this week. I'm almost hesitant to 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 recommend it, but I'm going to anyway. Guys, I'm really enjoying the Orville on Fox. Um, I lo I love the Orville, uh, and I want to recommend it so that more people watch it because I <laughs> because I want more. Uh, the Orville, if you're not aware of what it is, it's it's a it's a current show on on Fox. It's uh, Seth MacFarlane's uh, live action because yes. he's you know family known for animation. Death. Uh, it's his live action take on basically a, a Star Trek. I mean, yeah. it's the most basic way to put it. Particularly the next generation. It, yes. It's build. I think it was amped up to be a comedy. Guys, don't go into it expecting it to be a comedy because a lot of the comedy falls flat. I know Shades loves the comedy in it. I do, actually. You I'll, have to, I'll make a comment at this at the end. You have to know the, the, the frame of reference if, to get the humor. But regardless of the humor, if you like shows like Sequest like Next Generation, like Babylon 5. This really, it, it fits all those beats of, right. of those shows. I mean, it feels like you're watching a late 80s, early 90s sci-fi show, yeah. but with modern day fantastic production yes. value. Um, I am shocked with the production of the show. It, it is amazing. I, I thought it was going to be very under budget, like as part of its charm right. and humor, but it is, it's 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 financed like it's being taken very seriously. It makes you wonder how much Firefly actually cost to get canceled. Right. Um, <laughs> so if you if you liked shows like Next Generation, yes, Sequest, Sequest, give the Orville a shot because I think you will find that the way it is shot, the way it's filmed, the way it's acted. The way it's written is very reminiscent, very nostalgic of yes. shows like that. And and if I could just add on to the, the back end of your wreck here. Sure. You love being on my back end. I'm just going to ignore that. Can we get an order of back ends? <laughs> wow, they really do have everything. Everything. I love this place. I'm going to leave The Orville is funny in a way of Star Trek The Next Generation in particular, and shows like Sequest also, are always like the best that humanity has to offer, and they're the most idealistic, mm -hmm. like good, noble people mm -hmm. that go off and explore. And <laughs> Orville is like just a group of petty, yes. average, mm -hmm. uninspiring mm -hmm. people. And, you know, that's the majority of the population. Yeah. They're they're just going about their day, doing their work so they can go home and watch TV. And it's certainly not without its faults. It's but not. But it's, it's, it's well worth yeah, you taking a look at. If you grew up watching, particularly Next Generation, I yep. mean, this flips every aspect of right down to like something so mundane is like they would always go into the turbo lift for a conversation. Mm -hmm. And when they're riding the elevator, I mean, they... they draw attention to the awkwardness of riding in an elevator and like, why can't you have a conversation with us in an elevator? Why are you so awkward in elevators? Absolutely. And it's, it, the humor is there. It's not like funny haha. -ha. No. So I would, I would echo Sketch's recommendation. I hope it gets more episodes. Especially because I'm enjoying it enough. Someday I'd love to do a full episode. On, I would also like Orville, to do a full so episode. So I would recommend for you guys, our LTLs, to uh, check it out so you know what yeah. we are talking about when we geek out. Should we uh, polish off this uh, dragon bisque and pork dumplings? I'm still waiting up, for my rear ends. Pack up the um, GoCo? Yeah, guys, if you want to email us. You can do so at gowithshadesandsketch at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us. At Shades and Sketch. You can find us on Facebook. Also at Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Shades and sketch. 
And uh, hey, if you're on the uh, iTunes store or the uh, the podcasting app and want to leave us a rating or review, it really does make a difference. And it in... would make us just feel so nice. Yeah, that's don't true. you want to make us feel so nice? Didn't we just make you feel so nice? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> all right, I am gonna get those rear ends to go. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Pay the check and uh, we'll get out of here. And we will see you guys next, next time. time.